Hello, everybody, and welcome to Season 2, Episode number 6 in the All-American Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carr, bringing you guys an NFL episode, recapping Week 2, looking forward to Week 3, coming up next on the podcast. So as I mentioned today, getting into an exciting episode, uh, looking ahead to Week 3 towards the end, but mostly this episode is going to be focused uh, on recapping tweet, uh, week two uh, in a separate episode that'll come out probably Wednesday or Thursday morning before that Thursday night game. Uh, we will look forward, get a full week three preview, breakdown of every game. But for now, we are looking at week number two in the NFL. Had some great action this weekend. Um, and last night, uh, this is Tuesday night, I'm recording it on, but last night's a great Monday night football game. Sunday night, uh, two with Kansas City and Baltimore. We'll talk about that later. Um, but basically, for these r- recap episodes, I'm going to be take uh, giving my takeaways for each game. Um, and, you know, just what I thought of the game. Uh, we'll have some special guests. I've already uh, hit up some guys. By the way, been loving the feedback. But we're uh, we're planning some more episodes with other creators. Um, so that'll be coming. And uh, we're also going to talk fantasy football. Some waiver ads. Uh, for this week so you can upgrade your team. Uh, let's just jump right into it. I'm trying to make these episodes more condensed, so we'll start off with the Thursday night football game, Giants and Washington football team. That was an awesome one. Uh, if you guys saw my Instagram story, uh, I gave my Thursday night football takeaways. Um, so you might have already seen it, but I'm going to go over some other points uh, that I did not make on there. But uh, first, I thought that Sterling Shepard uh, was maybe going to be a one-week wonder after week one. Saw a great week. Uh, a lot of targets. I was kind of surprised. But week two, even against a better defense, he continued to produce. I think this is going to be his season. Um, he's been one of those guys who's been waiting for a breakout for a long time. Then they add Kenny Galladay, and he becomes better. And I think it's because Galladay is so big, and he was so good in Detroit that he affects or he draws the attention of the defense. It opens up uh, the door for Sterling Shepard. Daniel Jones has been playing a lot better, and he is zipping the ball into his hands. Shepard is delivering. Uh, I like what I saw from him, and if you can grab him in your fantasy league too, I know a lot of people picked him up last week, um, but he is still available in a good amount of them. I'm picking up Sterling Shepard. I like him as probably the wide receiver one in the Giants. I know Kenny Galladay is their ex-guy, but... I, I really think that Sterling Shepard, and I skill-wise, Kenny Galladay all day, but because so much of the defense, at least right now, is drawn to Kenny Galladay, I really like Sterling Shepard, what he offers uh, to Deion Jones, who, by the way, been playing a lot better, loved what I saw out of him on Thursday night against a good Washington defense. Uh, he was already very good against them, surprisingly. I, I didn't re- really realize that. I believe he was 4-0 against Washington, uh, before that matchup, took their first loss, even though they probably shouldn't have. Um, they're, you know, mixed opinions in the last play, whether it was a penalty or not, on Dexter Lawrence. Not going to get into that. Uh, I don't think it was a penalty, but um, when, you know, when you look at it in slow motion, it looks like he got a perfect jump. But anyways, I, the Giants lost that game in so many ways besides that. Darius Slayton dropped it in the end zone. They had way too many penalties early on. And Joe Judge, as a special teams coach, he won a Super Bowl coaching special teams for the Patriots. He's got to be completely frustrated. We know how he is, too. When that fight broke out, he was not having any of it. 
Um, we talked about that a few weeks ago, but uh, it just absolutely ridiculous by the Giants. They played such a good game. To see them lose, that is heartbreaking. Um, but, you know, they lost that game. I'm sorry. They, they lost it. Uh, they played so well, but there were so many opportunities to win it, and they just did not take advantage. Uh, on the Washington football side of things, though, I loved what I saw to Taylor Heineke. Uh, really, you know, in stepping in to Ryan Fitzpatrick's role, we talked about it last week. It was great uh, against the L.A. Chargers, but in a, another full game, he was awesome. He has a lot of zip on his passes, looked confident, um, you know, and he doesn't have, like, the best offense around him. Uh, but he still delivered. He still produced. His team got the win. Uh, I like what I saw out of him. I am confident in him as this team's starting quarterback. I think he can definitely lead uh, them to a division title uh, this season, especially in a weaker division. Um, I like Taylor Heineke. I think he's a legit starting quarterback. Next, we got uh, Houston. They visited Cleveland over the weekend. Unfortunately, uh, a guy who was I was really rooting for this season because I feel he is very underrated. He had a great week one, pretty solid start to week two. Many people felt that Houston should have won this game if he had stayed healthy, but Tyrod Taylor did not. And uh, I just got word about an hour ago, too, that he was placed on injury reserve uh, along with rookie wide receiver Nico Collins. So it looks like he's going to miss at least three weeks with a hamstring injury. Uh, Tough break for Houston, a team that really had their hopes up. After a dominant week one, they actually played pretty well, I thought, versus a Cleveland team that should have obliterated them, but they hung in the game. It was 31-21, the final score. Uh, I thought Taylor played well. We saw a little bit of Davis Mills, who I didn't totally love what I saw, but, um, you know, to be fair, he's coming off an injury, uh, a rookie entering a situation he was not expecting at all. And against a pretty good Cleveland defense, I, I thought he tried his best. At least he did, like, okay. Uh, but we'll get to see him in action. Uh, Texans have a short week. on. Uh, they play on Thursday against Carolina. Uh, so I'm excited to see that one. Uh, but anyways, I, I, you know, kind of the expected result, I feel like. I feel like Houston, we know now, is not as bad as people thought they were going to be. Um, I Overall, their, their offense especially, like, not as bad as I thought. Uh, their defense played a great week one. Week two, not bad, but this Cleveland offense is so good, especially running the football, you know, in the trenches. They're just bigger, faster, stronger, more talented. Um, so, you know, Houston, we expected them to let up probably like 30 points. Um, it was a matter of whether their offense would be in a shootout, kind of. I mean, they scored 21, which I don't think is that bad, but this offense is this offense is okay. Uh, I, I feel like they have a decent rushing attack. O-line's been like okay, not great. Uh, and the wide receivers, I mean, at least Brandon Cooks, I've been loving what I've seen out of him. Um, I, I did have a bit of, you know, some questions, but we saw it last uh, last year when Will Fuller was suspended towards the end of the season. Uh, he, you know, Cooks can deliver, even as the wide receiver one, when, you know, when he gets the, the tight coverage every game, there's not a lot of talent outside of him on that offense in terms of receivers, so the defense is always on him. He still finds a way to catch balls. Um, and make plays in the open field. Uh, I like what I saw in that game from Houston. Unfortunately, though, Taylor's down. We'll see. Davis Mills probably going to be a big topic next week. Can the rookie produce? We'll see on Thursday night. Uh, AFC East matchup, another injury in this one. We had a lot of quarterback injuries. Oh, by the way, I didn't even mention, but Cleveland, Baker Mayfield, he is okay. 
He did get injured in that game, but he is okay. Good to go for next week. Um, but Miami suffered an injury uh, to Vailoa. Looks like he is actually going to play this week, Brian Flores said, uh, which kind of surprised me because he was carted off. We saw Jacoby Brissett step in. He didn't play as well as I thought he would, um, and Miami got blown out 35 nothing. I, I expected this game to be close. I mean, to be fair, Tua exited in the first quarter. Um, so I'll give them a break, but I think Buffalo over Miami is going to be the story of the next few years in the AFC East. Uh, we saw it last year when Tua stepped into a Week 17 game. Miami's trying to make the playoffs, and Buffalo is just too good. Their edge rushers are not even like that great, but this Miami O line is bad. I, you know, I thought they're a younger O line. I thought they'd develop. I thought Tua could get the ball out quickly because he's got improved receivers. Um, but in, in a good, good receiving running back and Miles Gaskin too, which helps, but it's Miami O-line is bad. They need to work on that if they want to be successful. Um, but you know, it, Tua, I, I, you know, I can't stress it enough because we heard the Deshaun Watson rumors and Miami is one of those teams that they would be so much better with a very talented quarterback. That's just not the case. Um, they have so much talent around them, but Tua didn't deliver. Buffalo looked good though. Um, they win big there at Miami. Denver and Jacksonville, this was the expected result, but I guess we now know the Jags are really, really bad. Um, I have them at 31 uh, entering week three in my power rankings. The Jets are the only team behind them, uh, but Jacksonville's bad. They can't stop the run. They can't stop the pass. Their offense is always going to be in shootouts, not in a good spot, and I don't like the system that Urban Meyer is running. They're, I especially, I, you know, James Robinson last year. They were down in like every game, and he still had a great year. They can't even get that working. Um, Robinson, eleven carries, forty-seven yards, and it's not like he got worse. No, I just I don't like the system he's in. This O line last year, he could deal with it, even with a bad O line. This year, they can't. Uh, their receivers are better, but. I don't know. I, I This Jacksonville team is not going to be great. Uh, they're in for a rough year. Denver, on the other hand, Teddy Bridgewater played well. I think we now know that Cortland Sutton is the clear wide receiver one. I've uh, been saying it. I thought he was a wide receiver one with Judy, but now that Judy's out, he is in for a big year. Uh, keep in mind, he did play Jacksonville, which obviously helped his case, but building confidence off that injury, looked, you know, 100% healthy. I saw it of him in uh, the Broncos offense. They'll get a tougher text, uh, tougher test in the next few weeks. But um, certainly that Kansas City loss helped them out in terms of the division um, in their race. We had another blowout in this one, New England and New York. I didn't even think my Patriots played that well. Like they played subpar for sure. Um, Miami's defense like kind of, you know, had some pressure on Mac Jones, but even though the Patriots did not play a good game, the Jets lost this one. Uh, they were terrible. J- Zach Wilson, as I kind of expected, would have a rough rookie year. I didn't think it was going to be this bad. But this is, once again, a reminder, Bill Belichick eats up rookie quarterbacks. This is why it was surprising me why he started Mac Jones. Like He eats up rookie quarterbacks. He tests them with every single defense imaginable. Even if he's not confident in it, he knows that the quarterback, the rookie quarterback, has never seen it. We saw it last year with Tua. Even though Tua actually won a game against them, but you know he confused the rookie quarterback so much. That's why I think Mac Jones actually might be decent because um, he 
sees the defenses that Bill Belichick does in practice and in the games. Uh, and he's a smart quarterback, but I, it's surprising me still. But Zach Wilson, four interceptions, two of them coming from J.C. Jackson. He had a big week. Uh, but New England over New York, big time. Um, we'll talk more about New England. I, you know, Miami was kind of expected. This New York game was expected. I feel like we haven't really found their true identity um, yet. New York, though, not looking good. I think Zach Wilson and the Jets are in for another rough season. I thought it would get a little bit better, but it's just not. They are just a bad team. Uh, no doubt about it. Las Vegas at Pittsburgh. This one was a very exciting game to watch, but Las Vegas takes the win at Pittsburgh. Uh, I thought this would kind of be a close game, maybe, but... Pittsburgh's defense, that would be way too much for this uh, Las Vegas offense. I was completely wrong. Derek Carr showed out once again. Uh, this Las Vegas offense is not as bad as it looks on paper. It looks bad on paper. Like, they have Waller and nobody else. Their running game is like, okay. They didn't even have Josh Jacobs in this one. They had Kenyon Drake and Peyton Barber, who didn't even play that well. They don't have a great O-line. O-line's, O-line's decent. Actually, uh, I thought it got worse in the offseason, but they, they played better than they look on paper once again. There's no real star on this offense besides Waller, uh, but the defense is always focused on him. We saw a great play. I love Henry Ruggs. I think he has total big play opportunity. Um, I, I like him better, like not on the field all the time, uh, just as kind of like a speed guy. I think they can develop him, but I love what I saw out of him. Uh, Hunter Renfro played well, and, and Derek Carr likes to spread the ball around. Las Vegas looks good. They look like a team that will probably compete for a wild card spot. They got a great division is the only problem. Um, it's so tough in the AFC West now. I think that is the second best division in football. Uh, very close to the NFC West. But um, I thought Carr looked good. Uh, this team is good all around. Uh, and especially on offense, too. Their defense was better, too. They played a good game last week, uh, decent game this week. But Pittsburgh's offensive line is just not not good, not good. I You know, I thought Najee Harris would maybe have a little bit of trouble with that early on, but it is not working out for them at all. They are not going to be a running football team. It's going to be very similar to last year, I think, primarily passing. Um, yeah, I, I we'll see, but Pittsburgh... Not looking great, especially on offense. Uh, and their defense they had some injuries in that one. TJ Watt came off the field. Looks like they're bo- uh, they're okay. They suffered another one. I can't remember. Oh, and, well, Joe Hayden went uh, went down previous to that game. I think they had another injury. Um, I'll talk about that later. But next game, uh, well, I had Kansas City and Baltimore. We'll talk about that later because that was such a good one. Uh, Cincinnati at Chicago. Not much to talk about in this one. Uh, Chicago just played well. Their defense is good. Saw Andy Dalton go down. Justin Fields came in. Did not look great. Uh, I actually think that maybe starting Dalton was the right move. Uh, maybe we didn't see all that we needed to see at a, uh, Justin Fields in practice, at least. Uh, because he was not that great, even against a very subpar Bengals D. Uh, he did not look great in the snaps that he got. Uh, he threw a very bad interception, but speaking of interceptions, looks like Joe Burrow is uh, very inconsistent, at least so far. I mean, Chicago's pretty good on D. They're not great, though. They shouldn't be forcing Joe Burrow into three interceptions. Um, I did not like what I saw out of him, 
But this O-line is also a problem, much like the Steelers. Like, Joe Mixon had a good week one, but still, the O-line is just not great. Like, I, I don't know how a team can be this bad on the O-line for so long. They didn't get any better in this offseason, uh, even up to the quarterback. Number one pick last year, tore their ACL, uh, tore his ACL, and then your running back gets injured. And now you have all these receivers, these playmakers, but you can't make the plays because you're getting sacked all the time. That was the story of the game. Chicago wins in a uh, pretty lopsided one. Uh, This game, though, was not lopsided. I thought it would be close, but L.A. and Indianapolis, or I I didn't think it would be close, but it was. L.A. comes out on top in this one. Uh, Indianapolis and Carson Wentz suffered another injury. Colts can be good. They just got to stay healthy. That's the case for a lot of these teams. But the Colts especially, like Carson Wentz was a little bit of a risky move, especially with not a great backup plan in Jacob Eason. Like Jacob Eason is not going to be – when you have Carson Wentz, and especially coming off the injuries that he has and a very bad season last year, I think they should have had a much better number two behind him. Like, I, Jacoby Brissett, even though he didn't play well, actually, he had to come in this week. But Jacoby Brissett, uh, who was the starter on this team a few years ago, uh, they should have re-signed him, in my opinion. I I don't like Jacob Eason as their number two option. Uh, it looks like Wentz, you know, his status up in the air for next week. Um, but it, was, it surprised me. Their offense was decent, especially passing the football. Uh, Michael Pittman Jr. had a huge game. Uh, I had him on the bench in like all my fantasy leagues uh, because this is my problem. He is questionable heading into the game. He had a terrible week last week, like three points. Uh, His quarterback's still dealing with injuries. Um, He's facing the best defense in football. He's got the top corner and the top defensive lineman in the league playing against him. He's the number one wide receiver going against Ramsey, and he drops eight catches, 123 yards. That, like, that, I just can't trust fantasy football at that point. That drove me crazy. Um, but Pittman at least looks like the clear wide receiver one on this team. I know Pascal lit it up in week one, but um, I, I still believe it's Michael Pittman. I think he'll probably be a little bit inconsistent, but I liked how Indianapolis played. They got to stay healthy, though. Rams, good game. Um, not great. Like I expected, Sean McVay, to me, still hasn't opened up the playbook a ton. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. The Rams look good, though, especially after week one. I like what I saw out of them. Uh, week two, not as much, but they still got the win, and a win is a win. Dallas uh, against the Chargers. Uh, this one was a nail-biter, another game that came down to kicking, and Greg Zerline, they wouldn't make the game winner last week, makes the game winner here. Dallas wins over the Chargers. Uh, Tony Pollard played extremely well. Uh, I said it again. I think he is a better running back than Ezekiel Elliott. But Ezekiel Elliott is so much better with this O-line. Like, Elliott needs a good line to be successful. But when he has a good line, he is like a top three, top five running back. Um, But the problem is... Sometimes he always, sometimes he doesn't always have that. Um, if he's on a like a team like the Bengals, he's not going to be very good. But uh, the thing with Pollard is, I think he's more polished all around, especially receiving wise. Um, I thought he played well. I thought the rookie uh, Wilson played well in uh, in replacement of uh, Michael Gallup, who was injured. 
Uh, Cedric Wilson played well, I thought. Got some nice targets. Dallas played well in this game, but Brandon Staley, the Chargers head coach, looks good. I mean, he held this offense to 20 points, uh, which should have won the charge of the game. Justin Herbert didn't play great. Um, but, you know, this was a very close game. Easily could have gone either way. Um, but Staley knows how to defend the good offenses. That surprised me. I mean, against Tampa Bay, uh, Dallas put up even more points, and they looked good. This week, they didn't look as good. They focused on the ground a little bit more, but Staley played. He had a good defensive game plan, forced them to run. They did run. They did it pretty well, but, um, you know, this was a nail-biter. Good game. I think two very evenly matched teams. This game could have gone really either way, um, in my opinion. Another game that could have gone either way was Tennessee and Seattle. Tennessee with a phenomenal comeback, by the way. Uh, I, Seattle had them for the whole first half. Derrick Henry had a very bad first half. And then he goes off 50 fantasy points. And it's just so funny to me every year. Everybody says, especially the fantasy community, always, a lot of people I hear saying, oh, no, Derrick Henry is not going to be good this year. He had a great year last year. But, yes, this is the time where he falls down. He's not going to fall down anytime soon. No. He, yes, he might be a little bit inconsistent, but I, it's very hard for people to stay consistent when the box is stacked against you every play. Uh, you're not very fast, and you're going against, you know, you're going with a subpar offensive line, uh, which is banged up. They didn't have Taylor Lewan. Uh, and when the defense is all in on you, it is very hard as a running back to be successful. Um, but in this game, Henry played well. King Henry uh, had a huge game, three touchdowns, a bunch of yards. Um, I don't even know the number off the top of my head, but it was well over 100. He played well. I thought Tannehill actually played decent in the second half. Julio Jones had a bounce-back game. Um, I'm looking at the other notes here. Oh, I think Tennessee, when healthy... And uh, when on point, which might not always happen because week one was a mess for them, uh, but when they are healthy, when they are at the top of their game, I think this is a top three offense in the NFL. They have two really good wide receivers. Julio is still in his prime form. He might not be consistent every game. Uh, But this offense is very, very talented, very good. Their defense uh, is going to force them in tough situations, but they played well enough to get the win out of this one. Uh, Randy Bullock um, had a great uh, game winner despite playing uh, bad the rest of the game. He missed some easy kicks, and Vrabel put it in his hands, put it in his leg. He won uh, for Tennessee in a nail-biter. But I thought the Seahawks played well. But both teams are very similar. Good offenses, not great defenses. Uh, two good wide receivers on both sides, pretty good quarterbacks. Um, but their defense, especially like the corners for both teams, are not very good. That's why the receivers have such great games. Uh, Could have gone either way. Tennessee, though, comes out on top ultimately because of Derrick Henry. Next game, San Francisco and Philadelphia. Uh, this was a pretty expected result. Jalen Hurts can play even against a good defense. But um, I thought Jimmy G played well, managed the game well. Um uh, San Francisco, they got to stay healthy, though. They had three running backs heading into this game, and this was already because of an injury to Raheem Mostert and uh, and Jeff Wilson. 
but they had Mitchell, Elijah Mitchell, um, Trey Sermon, and then one more, Uncle Michael Hasty, and they all got injured. That it is crazy how injury prone one team can be. It is absolutely ridiculous. Uh, they are a great team, but they got to stay healthy. I don't have my faith in them to stay healthy, but I hope they do. I just don't think it's going to happen, but I hope they do because um, they are a good team. They're fun to watch when they're healthy. Uh, but Jalen Hurts can play. He played a pretty decent game in this one. Their running game is not great, though, uh, and that's a big problem. I, like Hurts, you see him scrambling out on a lot of plays. They don't have best wide receivers. I don't think the Eagles are going to have a great year. Yes, I think they'll compete with a lot of teams, but when it comes down to the end of games, I don't know if I trust this offense uh, late in games. I just don't, but San Francisco played well. Very expected uh, result, but um, not much to talk about there. New Orleans and Carolina. This one kind of surprised me because Carolina dominated. Uh, Sam Darnold had a great game. Jameis Winston did not. Uh, Winston, I had a great week. I had my hopes up for him, but it's Jameis Winston. He is going to be inconsistent through some interceptions, and it just pains me to watch it. You know, I think they got way too high off their week one win. I might give them a a little bit of slack. I might cut them a little bit of slack because they are going through the COVID thing right now, but they weren't missing any players. They should have won this game. Divisional matchup, they'll see him again, which I'm excited to see. But I'm excited mostly to just see Jameis Winston for the rest of the season because I don't know what type of season he's going to have. That's going to be a roller coaster ride for Saints fans. Excited to watch, but um, Panthers played good. I, I said it, I was totally wrong, but the Jets were completely the problem with Sam Darnold. I also think it helps that he's a great offense and great defense around him. Um, and good coaching staff too, especially their head coach, Matt Rule, offensive-minded guy and an offensive-minded guy, Joe Brady, their offensive coordinator who I love. Um, but Arnold played very well uh, against a pretty talented New Orleans defense. CMC had a nice game. Um, I, I like what I saw to Carolina. I, I really did. I think we should not overreact too much to their defense because – to me, and I know a lot of people disagree on this, I think New Orleans straight up just lost this game. I don't think Carolina played like exceptionally well. Um, and especially last week, they're playing the Jets. They're playing Zach Wilson. We saw how bad he was this week uh, against the Patriots. Their defense is good, but they are not like top tier. They are not insane. They're not the best defense in the league or top five or even top 10. I don't think they're a top 10 defense. Maybe they're in the conversation, definitely. Um, But I don't know. I I think people are overreacting a little bit to Carolina. I think their offense is good. I think they'll be a solid team. But when it comes down to it, I don't know if this is going to be a playoff team this season. I have to see a little bit more. I think they have to prove it versus a better team. Uh, Atlanta and Tampa Bay, this one was expected. uh, Except Atlanta did put up a decent amount of points, 28 uh, Matt Ryan's going to keep this team in games. I know we saw a bad week one, but I think when Arthur Smith really unleashes Ryan to do whatever he wants, he's going to keep them in games. They were in it for a while, and then we saw an interception late, uh, which really turned the tides. Tampa Bay played well. Uh, defense wasn't great, um, but Atlanta might not be that bad on offense. I think Arthur Smith, it will take time, but I think he will eventually elevate this offense, and they will be decent. Um, 
But Matt Ryan is still performing. He's still going to keep them in games. Uh, shout out to him because he's still playing at a very old age. Um, but speaking of guys playing at old age, Tom Brady, nine touchdown passes in two games. Uh, ridic- just ridiculous how good he can be. This proves once again. I think last week proved even more, but I believe and I'm sticking with it. He is the number two. Uh, he's the second best quarterback behind Patrick Mahomes right now in the NFL. Um, I, I'm sticking with it. Minnesota and Arizona was also a very exciting game to watch. Uh, one of the best of the week. I think the next one we'll talk about top it, uh, topped it, but this one was good to watch. I think Minnesota is a good team. I still have questions about their defense a little bit, um, but I think their offense is good enough to keep them in games. Same with Arizona. A little bit of questions about their defense. Two very similar teams. Uh, they both have very good offenses. Defenses are a little shaky, especially around the corners. Uh, and But interior lines are good. Uh, they can kind of put up a pass rush. Um, but secondaries, ultimately, for both sides are like, eh. Eh, they both have good wide receivers, though. We saw a big game out of Kyler Murray. I think he can vault himself into the top five conversation this year for quarterbacks. I really do. I think he plays very well, and he makes throws that I don't even know, and I'm, I'm saying this, I don't even know if Patrick Mahomes can make some of these throws. Some of these throws are crazy. I saw one to Rondale Moore, who we'll talk about in a second, by the way, which was crazy from Kyler Murray. You know, he's such a good athlete. Um, the throws he can make, uh, and to see like over that old line is so tough, but he can do it. Um, but Kyler Murray was great. Uh, good shootout in this one. Rondale Moore, the rookie out of Purdue played extremely well. Um, I think he should have even more usage, uh, especially like on like jet sweeps and like even in the backfield and stuff like that. Expect, uh, to see a little bit more of him, uh, utilize, uh, util, util- uh, utilized, couldn't pronounce the word, um, but ultimately uh, another game that came down to the wire. Arizona takes the win on a Minnesota missed field goal. Oh, man, I feel bad for Vikings fans. They have experienced so many kicking woes uh, <laughs> in their years. Uh, just crazy. You got to find a kicker now because uh, I expect the release of, I believe it was Greg Joseph who kicked that one. Um and missed it. Gotta make those field goals late in games. I know it's hard. I don't even. I don't think I could do it. But I. Inexcusable. Inexcusable. Because it wasn't that long either. Um, we saw Matt Prater on Arizona kick like a sixty-two yarder, uh, which was crazy. But Kansas City Baltimore game of the week by far. Uh, great game all around. But Lamar and Mahomes are the top two playmakers. I think in. Uh, out of the quarterbacks in the NFL. I really do believe that. I don't think they're two, the two best, but I think they're the top two playmakers. Lamar always give Baltimore a chance to win, uh, even though they're banged up, even though they lost this team a lot already. Um, and Kansas City is easily the better team. Lamar gives them a chance to win. He's so dangerous. And uh, Clyde Edwards, I mean, Kansas City won this game until Clyde Edwards Larry fumbled. I Know that it's just one play, but it's really not when it comes down to Hilaire. He didn't have a great rookie season. Uh, I didn't think he would. And, you know, he, he's talented, but he's just not there in terms of the level they need him to perform at. For a Super Bowl team, I 
you know, I know they pass the ball a lot, but you got to have a decent running game. You know, you, you got to be able to rely on that because when you run, it makes it so much easier to open up the passing game. I know they still played well, but Clyde Edwards-Lair, ultimately, I don't think he is this team's answer at the running back position. I think they go elsewhere in uh, in probably a year or two. Uh, this year, I expect to see more touches out of probably Daryl Williams and Jarek McKinnon, as we did in the game. Um, but both played well. This game could have gone either way. Edwards and Lair fumble really turned the tides. Uh, shout out to Jason Owe, who showed out. Uh, this guy had the big force fumble at the end. I think he might have had another one. Um, or maybe that was just him recovering it. I, I might have read the stat line wrong. But um, he had a big game. Rookie had a big game uh, there. Just a, I mean, I know a lot of you guys watched it, so I'm not really going to talk about it too much because it was so exciting. Um, I, I, you know, I was just watching. I, I just enjoyed watching the game. Ultimately, uh, those two guys, the most two, two most fun to watch guys in the NFL. I really love. I love when they showed, and I don't think it was even intentional, but they showed John Harbaugh on the sidelines, um, like asking Lamar, like, "You want to go for it? You want to go for it?" And he. Of course. I mean, Lamar's saying yes. I think it was a great move to go for it. They can get a yard with their offense, you know, in the trenches, in that running game. Uh, they can they can get a yard on fourth and one. It's a risky situation, but they got it. Um, I love that game, though, watching it. Another game that I also enjoyed watching was the Monday Night Football game last night. Detroit and Green Bay. I know we're running a little low on time, uh, so I'm going to get through it quick, but Pretty expected result. I, I think the Lions' offense is not as bad as we think. Very similar to the Raiders. They don't have a lot of playmakers besides their tight end, TJ Hawkinson. But the running backs in this team are good. Uh, Swift and Williams, a revenge game for Jamal Williams. Uh, they both played pretty well. It's tough, though, to establish the run when you are down in ball games, um, especially by a lot. They hung in there, but ultimately Aaron Rodgers and the pack, they are back. In uh, in peak performance form, they played well down the stretch in this one, um, especially Aaron Jones, who we'll talk about in a second. But the Lions, their playmakers are really TJ Hawkinson and the two running backs out of the backfield who catch passes, both of them do, and very well. Um, saw decent plays in this one from like Quintez Cephas. I saw Mon Ross St. Brown of a catch or two, but the tight end and the two running backs are going to be the playmakers on this team. I think Jared Goff actually played decent. But he was under some pressure in this game, especially towards uh, the end. Uh, for a sneaky good Detroit unit that's you know not facing Zadarius Smith, who went down with an injury, should have been a bit better, I think. Um, but ultimately, Jared Goff played a decent game. Green Bay, though, is just better. Uh, Matt LaFleur, especially in the red zone, is just so creative. Uh, this game, they didn't really have to be. They leaned on Aaron Jones in the red zone, three receiving touchdowns, one rushing uh, and I, I will admit, I was completely wrong about Aaron Jones. I've talked about him in my offseason episodes this year. I don't think it was the right move for the Packers to pay him. But we saw a little bit of A.J. Dillon in this one, and I, I realize I'm wrong. I think they should have paid Aaron Jones because he is the East-West guy. He is the receiving back, the one that can go outside, East to West. And A.J. Dillon is going to work more as the north-south, the power runner. Like, like you know, on fourth and one in that Baltimore game, you're handing the ball off probably to A.J. Dillon to get you a yard. You're not, you know, you could hand it off to Aaron Jones. I think he's the better overall running back. Don't have a problem with it. But um, 
Jones is just very good. I know he's running against Detroit. He still played a great game. He deserved that money in the offseason. Love what I saw out of him. Um, I will hold off just because it's already been 35 minutes. I'll hold off and wait till uh, tomorrow's episode uh, to release my uh, waiver wire pickups. Those will be coming, though, I promise, next episode and maybe on the Instagram um, tomorrow. So we'll go over those next time. Uh, This has been the week two uh, in review, recap of all the games this week. Hope you guys enjoyed it Um, as much as I did. I love talking about these games. Hit me up on Instagram with any of your fantasy questions. I've gotten a few already. Loved answering them so far. Um, Give me some feedback to win the episodes. Um, And I'll see you guys next week. Peace.